It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Rob, and this is another episode of Couch on Fire Podcast. I am coming from you live from the third bedroom. Yes, that's right. I guess that's my new saying. I don't know. You know, a long time ago, I had a dispute with another podcast show on... We had a conversation. I was talking to him on the phone, and we were having a conversation about how, you know, it's so hard to come up with a cool intro because I could say one thing, but then there's so many podcast shows out there. The odds of them saying the same exact thing are pretty high. So it's it's kind of, I don't know. It's a, it was a long story, but yeah, we we got into it because he um he said he had an intro and I had an intro, and somehow. I don't know, it just kind of got joined together and our intro started to be relatively the same, which was a little weird. But anyway, hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys had a great weekend. It is gloomy and rainy and hot here at the beach. You know, last week of October, what do you expect in the 80s? God, I miss I miss living up north. I miss the fall. Oof. But we're not here to talk about the fall, so we're here to talk about something that recently just happened that is pretty 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 crazy and that is uh this whole alec baldwin prop gun shooting situation um yeah so i kind of wanted to give you guys my thoughts on this so in case you guys don't know alec baldwin he's an american actor um writer comedian film producer you know blah blah blah, blah. he is acting in i think he's producing this new movie coming out it's called rust it's like a wild western more or less don't know too much about the movie and honestly at this point is the movie really going to still go on i don't know but anyway one day in a uh, pre-rehearsal he was handed a prop gun and um you know he was just holding the prop gun and he i guess i don't know the exact reasons why he pointed the gun at somebody but i guess he was pointing the gun at the camera because the person holding the camera and the gun went off and shot the camera person. Actually, it went through her and then shot the director in the back. Um, so, yeah. So Alec Baldwin shot and killed a, camera, a cinematographer, a woman, and then shot his director. <laughs> All in one fell swoop. Like, whew. So, yeah, uh, this is pretty intense because, like, what happens? Like, what is the law on this? Um, I, don't, I think the name, the, the cinematographer name was Halen Hutcherson's, I believe. I don't know. She was a wife, a mother. I think her husband's a lawyer, so that's going to be pretty interesting how that uh, unfolds. But it's just kind of weird. Like, what? what's going to happen? Like, what is going on? I think... Um, you know, there's a lot of things coming out about the camera crew having disputes and there's some arguments. I mean, this is stuff that happens on sets all the time, so I understand. But this is a uh, this is pretty crazy. So, what do you guys think? Do you think that you know Alec Baldwin should be charged with murder? Do you think that he is not at fault at all? I mean, my personal opinion. Um, clearly, this is a Hmm. Let's just put it this way. If you were a police officer, right, and you were at a gun range, and there was a new gun, and 
your captain said, hey, we need you to try out this new gun. And you shoot the gun and it backfires and kills not you, but the person next to you. Are you at fault? Or is it the person that should have been checking the gun and making the, you know. So it's just, there's just too much, too much. I don't know if that was a good analogy, but there's just too much going on in that, in this thing. But everyone's talking about it because, you know, Alec Baldwin is a well-known actor, a well-known person in the community. So it's like, does what? So what's the big deal? What's happening? Um, he's probably devastated. I mean, he just witnessed himself killing someone for the first time, probably in his life. And uh, yeah, I mean, he just took someone's life away, some mother away from their child. So he's devastated. The police are investigating it. There's a court order and stuff. I'm reading it now. As of today, I mean, there was some um, court issue things. They wanted to talk to the director who was shot, the the co-director who was actually in charge of looking at the prop thing. And now there's something called the Armory. Um, every movie that deals with weapons and stuff, there's a person who's in charge of the weapon props. They're in charge of making sure there's blanks, making sure there's CO2, making sure they're just, you know, not hurtful to anybody and they can't find her they want to question her about some things and she's kind of on the lam right now so that's kind of uh guilty by you know like that looks pretty pretty damn bad but yeah i mean it's just getting crazy alec baldwin he obviously he came out and made a statement his wife recently about today um as i'm recording this on the 25th of october his wife came out and made a statement about it. I mean, I'm sure she's devastated. I'm sure they'll donate money to the family. And, you know, um, they're probably not, you know, going to film this movie. <laughs> I don't see why. I mean, I don't know how far along they were. Because imagine being like more than 50% on the movie and then this happens. Like, what do you do? I don't know. But this is an ongoing thing. I'll try to keep you guys posted when I read more about it. But as of right now, it just seems like, you know, there's just more questions than there are answers, which is not the greatest thing under the sun, especially in a, situ a serious situation like this. But wow, this is crazy. But, but it brings me to my main thing that I really wanted to bring into the podcast today episode is... um. The rabbit holes, the conspiracies, the things that people do. I understand a lot of us are at home, like myself, not really doing anything and just kind of being bored and just, you know, and now with all the technology and news that we have at our fingertips, all the knowledge that we have, like, it's so easy to go into conspiracies, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, excuse me, but like, oh my gosh, do you think, you know, I heard this one. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you a couple of these conspiracies out here. So the main conspiracy is so the person, the assistant director of this movie was also part of the Crow movie franchise and the same thing happened on that movie set. So hmm that's that's a that's something that's going down the drain. <laughs> another another weird conspiracy is like well, the woman that got shot, her husband's a lawyer, and he works for a law firm that also represented Jeffrey Epstein, which is its own conspiracy 
that's a whole nother podcast topic right there. So there's just a lot of weird things going on. And it's kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm reading. I'm reading some news right now as we're as we're talking, trying to stay relevant and updated. But it seems like this project's going to be canceled. You know, it, I think they made it announced today that they're going to cancel this project. Which is wild because, like, you know, you've already signed, you know, you already picked these actors. You already, they've already signed contracts that the next, like, month or so are going to be devoted to, you know, this movie. So now, since you canceled it, what are they going to do? They can't really, they've already committed a couple months to this movie. And now they're not going to get paid or anything from it. So I'm sure the production company's got to pay this out. This is just a mess on a public on like a publicity standpoint this is a mess on money standpoint this is a mess this is just mm, i can't even um i can't even comprehend how how this is a uh, uh, like how the families feel how alec baldwin feels this is crazy oh but anyway let's uh let's move to a little lighter note so I, this was recently brought to my attention, and it's it's weird because this this has been around for about a month now. This is this there's a there's a local a restaurant that just opened up in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, you know, nine twenty nine. That's when it opened up. And you know, I I don't live in Detroit. I'll probably never go to Detroit. I'll never see this restaurant. I'm only bringing it up because the uniqueness of this restaurant is pretty crazy and. I feel like this is um, ingenious for a celebrity slash artist to open something like this. And that's what's going on right now. There's a um, restaurant that opened up about a month ago. It's called Mom Spaghetti, right? Eminem, the rapper, long time ago, he wrote a song called Lose Yourself for, for the soundtrack of, um, what was that movie? He was in a movie. I can't think of off the top of my head. But anyway, he the movie kind of about his life story. He um he wrote a song called "Lose Yourself," and in the song, the lyrics say, "You know, I'm knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already, Mom. Spaghetti." So it's just a little line like that. Dude, it's just like, eh, well, that that's cool. That's clever. It rhymes. He's a lyrical genius. That's wonderful. Didn't think anything of it. Many, many, I'm talking about 15 years later, this guy, who doesn't really have to sell any more records or anything, he has enough money, comes out and uh, opens up a uh, restaurant called Mom Spaghetti. And sure enough, it sells freaking spaghetti. <laughs> like, I, I can't, I cannot not stress this that much. Um, It's kind of ingenious. So it's like a little walk-up place i don't think there's a, there's a eating inside i think it's more of just a walk-up place um it's open monday through sunday 4 to 12 so it's kind of like a late night dinner kind of thing um yeah um they have i'm gonna read the menu for you so you can picture this if you're driving you can't look on your phone so imagine a, a window you walk up you pick up you know like, oh i wanna you can get a nine dollar mom spaghetti you can get a spaghetti sandwich, eleven dollars. Okay, 
And then you get with meatballs, $12, with rabbit balls, which is a vegan choice from, you know. And then they got pop or water. I mean, you got to think they're in Detroit, Michigan. Pop is, you know, what it is. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> it kind of, the, the container that it's served in is kind of like uh, to go Chinese food box. So, which is awesome. Um, if you get the sandwich, the sandwich looks a little weird, but then again, when I eat my spaghetti with garlic bread, I pretty much pile on my spaghetti on the garlic bread and I eat it like a sandwich. So I understand that, but if you're not familiar with it, I, I get it. Um, yeah, there is, let's see, there's one location. It's in 2131 Wood World Avenue, and that's Detroit, Michigan. So if you're in Detroit, Michigan, um, definitely check out this this freaking spot. I mean, this is pretty cool looking. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of celebrities out there that have restaurants, a lot of celebrities that started business, a lot of celebrities that, you know, I'm gonna look up celebrity restaurants real quick. Yeah, a lot of celebrities that have businesses, like uh, 50 Cent, to stay in that realm of the rapping world, he pretty much owns all of vitamin water. He made it to where it is. And it's it's wild. It's crazy. And that's what, uh you know. And you got to think, Dr. Dre had Beats by Dre. I mean, that was a big thing. So I do know Paul Rudd and the guy, what's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. They own a candy shop in Upper State, New York, where um, which is funny because Paul Rudd's not from New York. Jeffrey Dean Morgan might be, but Paul Rudd, I don't know if he is or not from that area. So that's pretty interesting. But... I kind of like it. I mean, you got, um, what is it, Joey Fatone? He owns a hot dog and Italian ice food truck. I mean, this is kind of, I mean, if I, honestly, I kind of get it. I dig it. I kind of like it. Magnolia Table, Chip and Joanne Gaines. If you don't know who they are, they're kind of famous on uh, HGT. They refurbish homes and rebuild homes. You know, you got Norman Reedus from Nick and Norm's. Um, it's kind of like a pizza, burger, like a bar setting kind of thing in Georgia. Um, it's basically because, you know, they filmed The Walking Dead there, and he just decided to open a restaurant there in Georgia. I think he lives there now. So, Channing Tatum owns Saints and Sinners. Um, this is a restaurant that inspired, like, a, a burlesque houses. You know, it's just very... I mean, that, that explains a lot. I can get that, you know. <laughs> Dude, Sandra Bullock has a freaking um, sandwich shop <laughs> in uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, my God, that's crazy to me. I kind of knew Drake had a restaurant. I mean, that's what, I mean, rappers, that's, that's the hustle. That's the hustle that you hear about, that they're talking about in their raps and rhymes and stuff like that. Um, it's Pick Six. It's in um, Canada. I believe it's a restaurant lounge sports bar in Toronto that's sick you got obviously you know we got Gian we got famous people like Bobby Flay Gianna you got um, you know all the famous celebrities they definitely obviously have stuff like that but yeah I mean did you ever know that there was a like that many celebrities that own stuff I mean I'm just this is just the tip of the iceberg I've only said like maybe a handful of them I mean Charlotte Johansson owns a place 
a lunch place, a gourmet popcorn shop. Come on, seriously? <laughs> so, Mom Spaghetti. So if you're in the Detroit area, check that out. Let me know. If you're any Detroit listeners out there that have had this, hit me up. Let me know. I want to know how this is. I, I really do. I mean... I'm looking at all this stuff. I didn't know, like, Ludacris, Robert De Niro, all these places own restaurants. I mean, at this point, why don't they own restaurants? If you're famous, why don't you own restaurants? <laughs> I mean, that's just like a, a no-brainer. I kind of want to open one now. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that is just a pretty awesome. I think they could open up multiple locations. I mean, I can see Mom Spaghetti opening up multiple locations. You know, I can definitely, holy crap, I can definitely see that, but, oh man, so, another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about with a surprise guest on the show, but unfortunately that person had to bail at the last second, but I'm not going to say any names because she might be on the show later rather than sooner, but one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about was, um, you know, Mr. Mom, if I say that, what does that mean to you? So for the people my age in the mid-30s, there was a movie back in the 80s called Mr. Mom. Michael Keaton starred in it. It was a wonderful, I mean, I thought it was a wonderful movie. We actually watched it in home economics class, which basically just learn how to, you know, sew, cook, clean. They just don't really have that anymore. But got a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which... This is before Rotten Tomatoes, so mm. it's a seven out of ten on IMDb. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good movie. So the premise of this movie was, you know, it is nineteen eighty three. The man is the man. The woman always stays home and cooks clean. Worry about the wife and kids and all that stuff. He loses his job at the car factory. So then his wife's like, "Well, let me go to work and you stay home," because she had an opportunity to go to work. So she started going to work. Now, it just kind of shows like the different outlook of how they still look at women in the workplace in the 80s. They still treat them as a sex symbol. But it's also trying to show like how hard it is to be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm bringing this up because that's kind of what I am now. Um, For those who don't know, like I used to work full-time all the time. But I recently stepped back um, for mental health reasons. And my wife went to work. So now I'm at home, I am the Mr. Mom, I'm the full-time nanny, I'm the full-time caregiver to my daughter, who's autistic, so it's a little bit more challenging than the, the average bear. But then again, you know, some families have three, four kids, you know, trying to deal with all that. So it's, you know, it is a blessing that I only have one, so, I mean, that's the good side of things, but... Yeah, I wanted to talk, you know, so my special guest that was going to come on, we were going to chit-chat about, um, you know, just staying at home, being a stay-at-home mom and stuff like that, and my perspective as a male compared to hers. And I'll tell you this right now, my perspective out of this is, it's tough, man. It is a full-time job, 100%. Um, mentally, physically, um, it's very draining, very cons- time-consuming. It's very, um, it can also be very rewarding. Um, You get to see things that you normally didn't see because I worked 40 to 45 to 50 hours a week. So I missed a lot of things with my daughter. So now I'm not missing that many things. And it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. It really, it truly is. 
um, but it's also very draining. So right as of right now, I've only been doing it for about two months, going on two months in like a week or so. And uh, at first, there's a lot of adjustments. It still is adjustments, I'll tell you that. Um, it's just, you know, just going to doctors and going to... I think that's the biggest challenge for me is I can contain... I can be in my bubble all day long and I can love it. But going outside my bubble with my child is probably the most craziest thing and the most hard for me, I would say. It's just very... Oof. But it's definitely um, it's definitely rewarding because just the way your child looks at you and the way your child responds to you, especially you know if you miss some things and now you're not missing anything, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. But as of right now, I'm digging it. It's cool. I have more time to do some of the things that I love. That's my daughter screaming in the background because she's having a fun time with uh, her therapist right now, which is awesome. <laughs> um, I will be doing an upcoming episode about autism again, which is exciting. Uh, I did one in the past. I did a couple. I did one with uh, my original co-host, Alex. And then I also did one with a another group of podcasters here in Myrtle Beach that have a autistic daughter as well. So it's pretty unique. It's pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Um, they tell you more about that. But yeah, uh, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet like the last couple episodes. Just really wanted to hit you guys up to let you know, you know, I'm thinking about you. And this Alec Baldwin thing was crazy. Mom Spaghetti and Mr. Mom. That's how we do. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you guys later.